the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Well, good afternoon. Thanks for coming along today. After a, a week or so away, Kath is back. Kath, really good to see you again. Oh, sorry. But I've been gone so long you forgot to I turn forgot my mic to on. press the button. Is that yeah. what it is? My, my. Boy, I'll tell you. <laughs> you leave for a week and all of a sudden your equipment doesn't Things work. change. Well, the good news is there were no limericks about you this week. I can't believe you had a perfect opportunity we to did. write limericks about me. No, we and did. you didn't. So tell us what you did for the whole week. Well, uh, I was a chaperone for uh, 21 high school, junior high and high school girls who sing in the Pittsburgh Girls Choir. Mm -hmm. They go on an annual tour, and so I made sure that they came back alive. Nice. So I've been telling people that you were the the bus chaplain, the tour chaplain. And I am the tour chaplain. Mm -hmm. How's that? Um, It's great. I love it. I, lo- I feel really privileged to have that role. Yeah. So you're talking to girls who are not necessarily Christians. No. In fact, I'm, you know, in a lot of ways hoping that that perhaps this is the first time they may have heard what God is like. And it's a tremendous opportunity that the organization gives me. Fabulous. That's it's a lot cool. like, I would assume it's a lot like being a chaplain in... The Army. Yeah. Where, where you, you know you're, you're... Right. All comers. Right. And so you have to be willing to talk about anything, and you have to allow people the freedom right off the bat to say, look, you don't have to believe this. You don't have to believe what I believe, and I don't have yeah. to believe what you believe, and we're just here to talk about it and work it out. And um, one thing I did say is the thing that you and I talk about so much on our show, which is that the move in America right now is for nobody to believe anything. Right. So if we can all just paper over it, we'll act like we are blank slates, mm-hmm. we'll, we're t- we're going to tolerate everything and i'm not going to believe anything that's going to impact you and you're not going to believe anything that impacts me and we can all be vanilla together horrible it's horrible right right for there to be for there to be an active engaging uh philosophical stew of ideas in the public square we have to believe things and we have to be able to talk about our differences in a way that's respectful that's the key it's not that we don't believe anything it's that we all believe something and we need to be able to talk about our differences and that's just it because everybody believes something so you can espouse my non-belief in spirituality or religion or whatnot or none of that's a belief but that's a it's a belief so why don't i hear what you believe and why don't you hear what i believe and then we can all talk about it and be better people for it fabulous so as you're in a bus with 21 young girls who are singing driving down the road i'm sure there was a lot of a lot of songs out there there are a lot of songs mm-hmm. there are a lot of songs considering we uh i mean we we were in a bus from pittsburgh to hilton head south carolina which is a very very long way yeah it is it's south carolina hilton has a long way from here mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And well-received at Hilton Head? Yeah. Oh, well-received in all the places. Yeah, the girls sang six concerts in eight days. Nice. So they were they are a stalwart group, man. They work it. They Excellent. work hard. I mean, it's a fun trip, but it's a work trip. I'm sure it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. So we're very well-received. Beautiful, beautiful churches. We were in um, 
uh, we were in multiple, we were in, well, six different churches, uh, in a, in over a little over a week's time. And we were in a spectacular Roman Catholic cathedral in Columbia, South Carolina that was just gorgeous, built in the early 1800s. And then when we got to Maryland, we ended up in a church that is 320 years old. What? What? Can you believe no. that? A Three, church I in have this country? Never, I have never been in a church that was that was anywhere close to being 320 years old. The church is older than the country. It has to be a handful of churches like that yeah. in this country. How it, big was it? Size really of a shoebox. Really small. Really small. I bet. Really small and really plain. Hmm. Now, the building that that we that the girls sang in is not the original building because it burned. Like it seemed like everything did. Uh, it burned. So the building we were in was only from the 1820s. Mm. So I mean, that's like brand new. Yeah. Well, in Europe, it would be brand new. Yeah, it would be brand right. new. But it's still very plain, very small, like just like a little box. I love it. A little box with a steeple on it. But all of the things around the church that that talked about the history of it and um, how it was honored at the Capitol um, back in the ni- on its 300th anniversary because it's so unusual mm. that you would have a church of that age, spectacular cemetery. Oh, I bet. Out, I mean, just. What? So you spent some time wandering around. I did. Don't you love that? Oh my gosh! Yeah. What All the old treat. graves, everyone's names. Oh my! A zillion goodness. stories. Yeah, is really really fascinating. Oh, we have such trip. a rich that corridor of the Northeast. Mm-hmm. You know, we have such a rich heritage there in Virginia and Maryland. And yeah. I was thinking as it was, we were riding through it. I have not spent nearly enough time there. Mm-hmm. Really, you know, grasping that. Yeah. And so when you go to the beach, you generally go to the Jersey Beach. Listen to me. Uh huh. Tell me, tell me, tell me. Listen to me. Mm. I spent my life at the Jersey Beach. Uh-huh. The only other beach I've ever been to are the Pacific beaches, which are lovely. I mean, don't get me wrong. All the beaches in Southern and Northern California are lovely. But I'd never been to either of the Carolinas in my whole life. I'd never been to North <laughs> or South. When I got in the water at Hilton Head, <laughs> I laughed yeah. out loud. It is so warm. It's like bath water. Oh my gosh. It is so Wasn't it lovely? Instantly I thought, Oh, so this is why people come here. Yes. I get that's it. That's why they do it. Oh, it's yes. like a light bulb went on. Yeah, because wow. the Jersey Beach is still chilly. Oh, it's cold. it's yeah, downright yeah. cold. Yeah, yeah. Oh you what, want to go south. What a gorgeous, gorgeous water temperature. Very nice. Beautiful water. Oh good. So yeah. maybe the next time you go to the ocean you'll go back to the south. I was that was uh-huh. Really eye-opening. Excellent. Yeah, it was a great trip. All right, so well, thanks to it. the Pittsburgh Girls Choir and yes. everybody who welcomed us along the way, and there were many people. Excellent. Hey, and uh, last week with the guys for, from Cross International, I want to thank everybody. You're so I feel kind. sad I missed that. That was you know wonderful listener yeah. involvement in that. Sounds like you know our friend Robert and a, a new guy I've never met. Yep. And yep. David. David James. David he did a great job, and uh, Robert Lewis did a wonderful job. And our listeners, you're always so deeply kind, so incredibly generous. We uh we went we surpassed the goal. So thank you for your great kindness. We really, just really, really. I left here Thursday super excited once again by the kindness and the generosity of all the Christ lovers mm-hmm. in our audience. Thanks so much. Okay, from the sublime to something that you know doesn't matter a whole lot. Yeah. Okay, so hit me with a Carly Simon song. All right. So it's Carly Simon's birthday today. Now oh. that I'm back, it's time for me to bring back Celebrity okay. Birthdays. Okay, Celebrity okay. Birthday. Mm-hmm. Carly Simon. Yeah. So Ooh. your question is... How old? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I would say Carly Simon is 71. 
Not exact like you normally are, but she is 73. 73? 73 years old today. Now, was she and James Taylor married? I believe they were. But they're no longer. Oh, no. No. Oh, no, oh no. look at Oh, no. 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 They, yeah, they were married. Yeah. Carly Simon fan, are you? Uh, you know. I mean, no, no, I mean, no, no, really. Okay, when I said it was Carly Simon's birthday, and Mike said, what song do you want me to play? This is the, only, the one, only one. This is the only one I could think of. Uh, I, 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 there's a good uh, Carly Simon and James Taylor song, um, Mockingbird. Hey, everybody. Oh, you know oh that yeah, song? I yeah, remember yeah, that. Yeah, that's, that's kind of annoying, though. Uh, I like that song. Okay. No. All right. Okay, so anyway, happy birthday to Carly. Happy birthday, Carly Simon. Yeah, Very good nice. for her. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, take a break. We're going to come back. Uh, our first guest every week is Greg Clugston, who joins us from the White House. What's been going on today? Well, the president's been tweeting an awfully lot. But as always, bring, uh, Greg brings clarity and a little whimsy to uh, the goings-on in Washington, D.C. Stay tuned for that. 101.5 WORD. Sometimes believers feel that they deserve special treatment from God. For example, we don't think we should have to suffer at the hands of this evil world. And when we do, we almost demand that God explain himself. But God never promised that we wouldn't suffer in this life. But he does say, give me your hand and I will walk you through it. Join us this week on Through the Bible as Dr. J. Vernon McGee reveals more insights into the workings of our loving and just God. Through the Bible, this evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. It's probably been about 10 years ago. I had quite a few credit cards. The interest on the cards was really high. I was making the minimum payments, but barely. And it was just getting to be too much, so I called Trinity. If you're in debt and you need help, Call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496 to talk to a certified counselor. They met with me, and they were able to get all of my credit cards in one lower payment. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, put a stop to late fees and over-limit charges, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. They did help me learn how to manage my money. Now, you know, we have a house, and we're doing a lot better. If your debt has you down. Call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496. My name is Holly and I am debt free for keeps. 1-800-936-5496. The Landing is one of the newest and hottest places for families. Owned and operated by Impact Christian Church, the Landing Community Center in Moon Township is absolutely free. No membership needed. With an indoor turf field, gymnasium, kids play area, meeting rooms, and great food at our cafe, we have something for everyone. Give your kids a play day without hurting your wallet. This is our gift to you. And we have great rates for your private rental needs. Check us out online at impactthelanding.com. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. It's been a long time since you had your will written, and a lot's changed since then. It's always a good idea to review your documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy and Hagerman, we understand the nuances of elder law and how changes to Medicaid, veterans benefits and the tax code can affect your estate and the people most important to you so let's talk for legal help that lasts a lifetime visit a-h.law that's a-h.law if you're not in the club you're missing out word fm discount shopping club members get up to half off great deals every day right from your computer or smartphone like today from local farmers to local leaders fellowship foods delivers local sustainable groceries right to your doorstep now get a hundred dollars worth of fresh veggies fruits meat eggs coffee cheese and more from 75 local area farms for just 50 bucks it doesn't get fresher than fellowship foods 
Log on now to wordfm.com, keyword shopping. Every Monday, first guest out of the shoot is Greg Clugston, who joins us from the White House. Greg is the SRN News White House correspondent, always bringing us up to date about what's happening in and around the nation's capital. Greg, welcome back. How are you, sir? Hey, I'm, I'm great. Hello from inside the Beltway here, John and Kathy. Yes. So, Greg, the uh, immigration debate in America continues to unroll in I mean, crazy ways. It was over the weekend that Time magazine divulged the fact that the photograph of the young girl who was crying, um, this was the symbol of, of the, the uh, separation between parents and kids at the border that caused so much emotional outrage, um, really was – uh, not indicative of that issue because the child that was crying was never separated from her mom. Um, so it gives additional credence to people that say, wait a minute, all this stuff we see is fake anyway, so I'm just going to go with my gut. Um, how how do you see this, Greg? I mean, the president much, must think, well, that's the greatest thing that could happen to my immigration policy. Is, is that news coming out? You're right. It, it reinforces his message of fake news, which he continues to uh, drive home and which his hardcore supporters continue to eat up because if you look at these campaign style rallies that he uh that he attends whether he is stumping for a republican candidate approaching the midterm elections or whether he's out on one of his own campaign sponsored events uh there's always a mention of the fake news media and then there's often and i get these reports from my colleagues who are uh who are there on the spot that you know they they get name called and pointed out and harassed verbally by the people that are in that part of the room where the press, where the media are reporting and uh, recording the event uh, for for news purposes. So uh, th- this president has been able to tap into that idea, raise a lot of questions and suspicions. And while obviously journalism, like any other profession, uh, has its high points and low points and good players and not so good players, uh, it does raise a lot of questions in in the American public's eye about the veracity of the information they're receiving. Right. Now, now last week, Greg, after we talked on Monday, it was a very busy week where the president had been uh, under intense scrutiny about uh, his immigration policies. He essentially stepped back and, and rolled those immigration policies, saying, you know, we're no longer going to separate children from their families. This was, uh, you know, highly co- contested and uh, deeply uh, dividing across Washington, D.C., but a looks as though somehow, whether the policies are not in place yet, but things are taking shape. Yeah, there still are some unanswered questions as to how many children have been separated, what are the exact plans for reuniting them with families, uh, if that's even possible in some cases. Uh, And then the question of are there enough beds and facilities to handle uh, the influx of uh, people at the border. There's been talk about the administration preparing space at military bases to handle and process a lot of these individuals and families. So there still are some, un, uh, you know, some unanswered questions. It was rather remarkable for the president, um, uh, you know, to make the decision last week because he was essentially with signing that executive order, reversing what his administration had embraced uh, in terms of that separation policy. After days of uh, the president and other senior members of his administration defending the practice, mm-hmm. and so he did make, uh, you know, he did make a break from that. And just a few minutes ago, here at the White House, the press secretary Sarah Sanders said that's only a temporary fix. Meaning, um, you know, they're they're still calling. The White House is still calling on Congress 
uh, to really reform immigration right. laws. Uh, and then what your what your point too, Kathy, about that that image, uh, which which went really to the heart of it that did, whole right? issue of family separation. Um, it certainly was. We, we can now say that 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 photograph was symbolic of the debate, even though it did not pertain specifically to the uh, uh, in that particular family's case of actual separation. Right. It's frustrating because I think that the two images, at least from my interaction on Twitter, the two images that caused the most emotional outrage in re- regard to immigration. The one was the inside of the um, like the the van. Um, like maybe the 16 passenger van that was all lined with, uh, with, you know, baby seats, infant carriers. You know, this is a horrible thing. Turned out that that was from the Obama administration. It wasn't even a recent photograph. And then this one, um, a child crying, but not a child that's been separated from their parent by the, by the immigration system at the border. So it's just, I don't know. It's frustrating. As a person that's just trying to consume news, this is very, it's very hard to wade through. It's become a lot more complicated. There's no question because when you have these older images or images that are not as they are stated being, um, you know, put forth um, with accompanying brand new contemporary news stories in terms of what's currently happening, uh, but the pictures and the images don't match up with what is currently happening. Mm-hmm. Um, it raises the question as to whether or not. Uh, this is this is motivated by you know from an editorial standpoint to make a point or make a case, uh, whether they were just simply inadvertently used uh, because um, some news organizations uh, may, may put a preference of of you know getting a story out fast as opposed to accurate. So whether or not it was intentional or not, uh, that makes as you say um, Americans who want to you know receive fair and informative information uh, from the news media, it, it makes that process a whole lot more difficult. SRN News White House correspondent Greg Clugson is with us. So, Greg, the, the, you bring up a good point. You and Kath, talking about this, you know, pre-internet, when you would read your major news sources, whether right. it was Newsweek or Time or the New York Times or whatever, you, you tended to read that and shake your head and go, yeah, I agree. Now, or no, not even I agree, but the, okay, so that's what's actually happening. Yeah, all right, I see the That's yeah. an accurate recording of what's yeah. her, what's it's currently accepted, happening. Basically. Yeah, yeah, and so now though, if you want to stay on top of the news cycle, you have to look at different sources and kind of jigsaw your pieces together, and even then you're really not quite sure if what I'm reading is the actual truth. And not only that, but then you have uh people that are uh, gravitating toward their own camp of news outlets that um, often feed or reinforce their own feelings or politics, uh, and so that that creates an even you know bigger divide between how Americans are viewing, especially politics, through the lens of whatever cable channel they're watching or whatever newspaper uh, website they're referring to. Uh, or whatever blog that they're uh, they're they're following, and, and the kinds of tweets and social media they interact with. So you're right; it's 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 across the board, and it's completely uh, it's completely changed from really just you know what ten, fifteen right. uh, years ago um, before the explosion of all of these uh, of sources and the immediate feedback and response that uh, individuals are allowed to have with um, you know 
not just around the country, but around the world with social right. media. Okay, and I, I was going to change the subject, but I feel like I need to say one more thing. Here's another thing that was disturbing. I want to get your read on this, is that when Time came out and said, okay, you know what, this image was... Time not, Magazine. Yeah, Time Magazine came out. So this really isn't exactly what happened. The, 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 this child who's crying was not actually separated from their parent. The, the, the feeling I got from their statement was, okay, so it wasn't actually representative of a... Of a, of a it wasn't perfectly representative of the situation situation, but it does speak to the overall issue, similar to what you said a few minutes ago. So is that what we can expect now from journalism? Is it's not it's not accurate, but it's it, symbolism. Yeah, it kind of symbolizes what's going on. Well, I, the short answer is I hope that's not, you know, the direction we're going if, if, if in fact, we're already there. Um, I do think with with photojournalism, especially on newspaper um, covers for not just the last few years, but, you know, even going back decades, that there have been um, um, photo illustrations, they often refer to them, meaning um, they, you know, sometimes you see a, a photograph of, uh, I don't know, Kim Jong-un and President Trump, and, you, and one half of the face is Trump's face, and the other half is, you know. So they, they, they often do these photo illustrations, which are meant to uh, be obviously eye-catching on the newsstand or at the uh, supermarket checkout and yeah. say, hey, uh, I should pick that up because that's very interesting. So I think photojournalism tends to, to do these kinds of illustrations in a different way than hopefully reporters are in terms of reporting the facts. But at the same time, Kathy, I, I share your concern that um, it was almost uh, expressed as an afterthought that uh, that this photo wasn't exactly as it was described. Right. So, Greg, um, moving forward, we're in the warm weather right now, and so a lot of restaurants or stores have those signs up that say, no shoes, no shirts, no service. Now they're saying no shoes, no shirts, no service, no members of the Trump administration as well. So uh, that's happened over the weekend where, for the first time, uh, a member of the inside circle of the Trump administration, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, has been denied service at a local restaurant just because she was Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Yeah, she was there with her husband and with some friends um, and maybe other family members. I think there were eight in their party. They had already been seated and were having some appetizers. And uh, the staff alerted the owner of this restaurant, who then came to the building and uh, asked to meet with um, Sarah Sanders privately out on the patio and asked her if she would leave because uh, she and the staff were uncomfortable having her in the restaurant because she represents an administration that they viewed as unethical, inhumane, and they disagreed with um, you know, same-sex policies and, and on down the list. And Sanders uh, said, as she mentioned on Twitter, and then she re- repeated to us a few minutes ago at, at the White House briefing here, uh, that she did leave politely and without any sort of objection, uh, but then went on to say that you know the kind of harassment that she received, as well as others uh, in the administration who have been booed and heckled by going out into public, like the D- Department of Homeland Security Secretary and some other uh, Republican figures who have been um, out in public and are basically being shamed because of their association with, with President Trump. And, and Sarah Sanders just a few, few minutes ago said that this is really uncalled for and unacceptable. You know, it is interesting because um, this is a, a perfect insight to example of people who just can't tolerate another perspective. Right. Well, it's going to go further, right? Because Maxine Waters has now called out and said, anytime you see someone in the Trump administration, it's your duty, essentially, to call them out. Right. And the president did respond to that. He, uh, in his typical um, yeah. 
slamming fashion, right. he called her an extraordinarily low IQ person uh, and said that uh, he that she called on Twitter this afternoon. And the president said that she called for harm to supporters. Uh, if you look at what Maxine Waters said, she didn't specifically uh, call for harm right. to supporters of Trump. However, the kind of action that she was uh, urging people uh, to take part in uh, can often lead to situations where harm is inflicted upon someone. So right. I think right. some people are drawing that correlation. The president obviously was drawing that correlation there. Right. Uh, but it really does speak to the incivility of it our does. political discourse. Well, it's interesting because, you know, um, I'm of the opinion that a small business owner or a business owner has the right to serve whomever they want right. to serve. So it's, you know, whether it's Masterpiece Cake or Arlene's Flowers or the Red Hen, uh, right. you know, it's my, and, it's my business. And I, and I feel like Sarah Huckabee Sanders has the right to say, what she wants on Twitter. Yeah, I mean, exactly. so you and then people can decide. It's a free country, and you know what? This this reinforces a big part of the message that helped uh, bring President Trump into office in the first place, because he was able to uh, in 2016 during the campaign tell people, um, you know, the elite media, elite Washington, and other liberal forces would uh, are against you; they're not for you. And so, if you have a restaurant refusing to allow the press secretary of the president to sit down and have dinner with her husband and friends. That reinforces a message of kind of us versus them, them versus us, that um, no doubt the president is going to continue to try and uh, create on the campaign trail as he's stumping for other GOP candidates, but also looking forward to his own reelection. Okay, so based on the economic numbers, Greg, it looks like all of the doom and gloom for the GOP uh, might have been spoken too soon. Um, the uh, Some numbers are in, and the president's uh, opinion poll has been up, the president's approval rating, pardon me. Um, it looks like perhaps the GOP might keep the Senate. Well, you know, yeah, the Gallup poll shows 45% job approval for Donald Trump, which is the best since when he took office in January of, of last year. Ninety percent of Republicans surveyed in the Gallup poll support Donald Trump. Um, that's that's a sky high number. Um, we really haven't seen a number like that for an incumbent president. Uh, you have to go back to George W. Bush following 9/11 and for his handling of the terrorist attacks in this country when he was at in the 90 percent approval rating territory. Um, and he often, and he was getting close to that bipartisan. But uh, this president, I, um, I, and, and part of the argument, Kathy goes that there is strength uh, in the economy, which is uh, encouraging for a lot of people. And even if you look at the North Korea situation, those tensions, which, as we've talked about a few months ago, up to a year ago, uh, were very, very high and very dangerous have been diffused to a very large degree. So the, those are two two samples, two examples of things that uh, right. people possibly feel better about. Yeah, and I don't think that there's any way to argue with success. And that's what the Democrats, strategy-wise, are going to have to change. So, you know, the moral outrage had carried them to a certain level of popularity. But when the numbers come in, you know, they're going to have to come up with another way to, to sell this. One thing we'll have to watch is if the trade tariffs that the president is insistent on uh, slapping on the European Union and other trading allies in countries uh, is going to uh, cut away at some of the economic progress that has happened under his watch. That's good. Well, Greg, thanks an awful lot. It's, it's always a pleasure. Never a boring day in Washington, D.C., is it? <laughs> Lots going on. Thanks again. Greg Clugston, SRN News, White House correspondent. More about Greg at wordfm.com across the Salem Network. 
The following is a true story. My name is David Bryant. When I was 37, my wife and I decided to get term life insurance through SelectQuote. Just three years later, I was diagnosed with ALS, also known as Lou Gehrig's disease. Because of life insurance, the people I love most in this world will be protected no matter what happens to me. I know that the dreams I have for my family can still come true. Financial security, to stay in the home we became a family in, and for our children to be able to go to college. I reached out to SelectQuote because I wanted to share my story. If just one person purchases life insurance, I know I will have made a difference. SelectQuote can find a 37-year-old male a $500,000 policy for under a dollar a day. If there are people you care about, you need life insurance. It may be the single most important financial decision of your life. Don't put off protecting your family. Get your free quote now. Call 800 That's 800-671-7070. 800-671-7070. Or go to selectquote.com. This is a paid endorsement. Get full details on the example policy at selectquote.com slash commercials. Not available in all states. When wet weather is on the way, keep it dry inside with J&D Waterproofing. Water seepage and a sinking foundation can cause major structural damage if left untreated. Joe Belanti and the team at J&D Waterproofing have the experience to correct your water problem with over 72 years in the industry. Call the Tri-State's premier waterproofing company now at 1-800-VERY-DRY for a free estimate and big savings on all waterproofing services for a limited time. J&D Waterproofing, 1-800-VERY-DRY. Graduation is an exciting time in life, but it can also leave you feeling a little uncertain about what's next. If only your high school diploma came with a career game plan. The good news is Express Employment Professionals is here to help. If you're looking for immediate work, sign up for the Express Jobs app and you'll be able to apply for a variety of quality jobs quickly and easily. If you want to continue learning and building skills, you can access 18 free CTC courses through their Express Learn program. Learn more today at ExpressPros.com or call 412-494-2000. Isn't crushing candy just boring? Play the hit puzzle game Best Fiends. It's sweeping the nation. Tired of matching candies? Give Best Fiends a try. It's fun, fresh, and addictive whether you play alone or with friends and family. Download Best Fiends for free in the App Store or Google Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. If you're not in the club, you're missing out. Word FM Discount Shopping Club members get up to half off great deals every day, right from your computer or smartphone. Like today, from local farmers to local leaders, Fellowship Foods delivers local sustainable groceries right to your doorstep. Now get $100 worth of fresh veggies, fruits, meat, eggs, coffee, cheese, and more from 75 local area farms for just 50 bucks. It doesn't get fresher than Fellowship Foods. Log on now to wordfm.com, keyword shopping. High pressure dominating after a comfortable evening. We'll have mainly clear skies tonight with a low of 60. Sunshine and patchy clouds tomorrow with a high of 80 degrees. We'll turn mostly cloudy and humid tomorrow night with a shower or thunderstorm late and a low of 67. Cloudy and muggy Wednesday with heavy showers and thunderstorms mainly in the afternoon. Any storm could bring flash flooding and damaging winds with a high of 79. I'm Mackie Weather Meteorologist Steve Travis on 101.5 Word FM. Today was the funeral for 17-year-old Antoine Rose, a Willen Hills High School student shot last Tuesday in East Pittsburgh. Now, uh, we have not talked about this because it is such a deeply contentious uh, conversation, and I think the main reason is because we don't know what the facts hap- aren't Yeah, out. we just don't quite... I mean, here's the thing. We know that he's died. Right. We know that for sure. There is partial information at best. Yes. And, the, and it's the, an unbelievable tragedy, no matter what else we find out. And I think the last thing you want to do is open up the phones and have the, you know everyone sort of chiming in on partial information, information. That's, I mean, that's rumor and innuendo. Well, see, that's what we were just talking about with Greg Clugston. How many... 
tweets. There were probably 10 million tweets that were exchanged over that photograph of the little girl at the border. Right. It turns out that the little girl at the border was never separated from her parents. So I recognize that there were kids, there were th- a th- about a thousand kids who were separated from their parents. But it feels manipulative. It feels like we as the American public were manipulated by that photograph. Right, exactly. Because that was not the act. It was not the truth of what happened. I'm saying I don't know what the truth is here yet. With Antoine and Rose. With Antoine Rose. And so I know that my deepest condolences go out to oh, his family and friends and old. everyone who loved him and still loves him and will always love him. Um, as far as the issue, I just I don't feel like I want to wade in with partial information. No. The district attorney, Stephen Zapala, has said that after the funeral today, they'll start to release information as this week goes on. And I'm sure in the next couple of days, we'll know more about this. But until such time, I think it's just safe to be prayerful and at peace and let the authorities do the job right and if you have friends who feel strongly about this issue the very best thing you can do is listen to them yes listen to what they have to say we'll take a break and come back we're going to talk with a guy uh who formerly was a comedian uh, working at the upper echelon uh working with jay leno but he changed all that and he's got a very strong ministry straight ahead 101.5 101.5 WORD. Hi, this is Dr. Tony Evans, and I am thrilled to be part of the 101.5 Word FM family. I want to get three incredible resources into your hands. We're giving away our three most requested messages of 2018 on MP3 download. It's yours for the asking. Just go to wordfm.com. Keyword Tony. And don't forget, you can listen to me on the alternative weekdays at 3 p.m. right here on 101.5 Word FM. Hey everyone, this is Ed Glover from Urban Impact with today's Man Up Minute. At Urban Impact, our desire is to see radical transformation, to see God do a great work in lives of families. And we know that it starts with holistic ministry for one child, one family, one block at a time. That's how we've taken on the north side of Pittsburgh. So why do we do this? It's because children from fatherless homes are four times more likely to be poor. 90% of homeless and runaway children are from fatherless homes. And 70% of juveniles in state-operated institutions, well, you guessed it, they come from homes where there's no father. So today, we're going to challenge you as a man to be on a mission, to help those that don't have a father, to align yourself with our Heavenly Father and His desires to work His grace out through you, that you might transform a life. Remember, all it takes is reaching one child, one family, one block at a time. I'm Ed Glover. Thanks for listening to today's Man Up Minute. For more information, visit us online at uifpgh.org. This is John Hall with some really cool news about my pillow. Mike Lindell and MyPillow have set a world record for the largest pillow fight in history. It happened on May 18th as tens of thousands of people participated at Pulse Twin Cities, this big annual Christian music event in Minneapolis. The event was dedicated to giving hope to those who have been hurting or those who lost hope. Did you know that before finding faith and becoming a successful businessman, Mike was a former drug addict, but now he uses his story of success to drive others in a relationship with Jesus. You can check it out at My MyPillow.com forward slash world record special. The event was a great success, and Mike wants everyone to share in the excitement. So, for a limited time, MyPillow is offering the standard MyPillow for the lowest price ever. Go to MyPillow.com, promo code WORD. That's MyPillow.com, promo code WORD, or call 1-800-961-9207. Again, call 1-800-961-9207, or go to MyPillow.com, promo code WORD. When you come to Kennywood, you're part of the family, so make yourself at home. 
help yourself to some tasty treats. Then climb aboard with the number one blue engine and steam into our newest attraction, Thomastown. Visit Thomas and friends at their new Kennywood home, coming soon. Kennywood, a Pittsburgh tradition for 120 years. Welcome to the family. Now save up to $20 on select days at Kennywood.com. From college choice to scholarships to internships, there's a lot riding on those SAT and ACT scores. I'm Christopher Rico, and at Tricycle Learning Company, I'll show you ways to increase those scores and maximize your college opportunities. I'll teach you how to approach the test by breaking it into its basic elements, showing you how to convert stress into motion, along with tips and tricks to get you through and improve your score. Move forward with Tricycle Learning. For individual or group sessions, visit tricyclelearning.com today. A surprise decision today from the Supreme Court. Arlene's Flowers versus the state of Washington. Kate Anderson is with us, where she serves as legal counsel with Alliance Defending Freedom. Kate, Baronel Stutzman, the sole owner of Arlene's Flowers in Richland, Washington. Uh, why don't you start and tell us her story from the beginning so we can better understand the decision of the Supreme Court today? Well, Baronel serves all people. She just can't create all messages. And that's what's at issue in her case. Baronel served this couple for nine years. Um, and then one day, her good friend Rob came in to order flowers for his same-sex wedding. And Baronelle sat him down and lovingly explained to her to him that she could not create that floral arrangement because of her religious beliefs, but she'd be glad to continue to serve him as she had for the last nine years. They hugged. He left. She thought everything was fine. And then the attorney general in Washington decided to take an unprecedented move and sue her personally. Uh, for violating the law, as he said, she had refused to serve people from the LGBT community, which is not the case at all. She serves people from the LGBT community and every community all the time. She just can't create all messages. Wow. So, Kate, where's that missing link? Once um, the client and the proprietor hugged, then he walked out the door. Apparently, there was some push upward pretty fast. Yes, um, the attorney general saw something on social media talking about uh uh, Baronelle's floral shop and her conversation with Rob. And because of that, he, uh, on his own move, skipped the commission that usually handles such things when there actually is a complaint from a client. Um, but without that complaint based on social media, the attorney general decided to sue her and sue her personally. Okay. So he sued her in his role as the attorney general, not as a private citizen, yes. correct? Okay. And then yes. after that, the ACLU jumped on board and sued her as well? Yes which is not uncommon in a case like this. Okay, so so the Attorney General and the ACLU um, sue her and her florist shop. What happens next? Uh, it went through the court system and eventually at the state Supreme Court level. Uh, the Washington State Supreme Court agreed with the Attorney General and uh, the ACLU that she had violated a law, um, and so they ruled against her. And she stands, based on that decision, to lose essentially everything, her life savings, her business, uh, her even her home is at stake, um, all for, again, serving this client for so long and then not creating this one message. Uh, in my mind, the state Supreme Court decision just completely misunderstands the constitutional principles at stake here. The First Amendment protects every person's right to decide what messages they create and speak and every person's right to live according 
according to their religious beliefs, and that's all that was happening here. And I think we see recognition of those strong principles from the Supreme Court today. I see. So, Kate, at what point did Alliance Defending Freedom step alongside uh, Baron Ellis Stutzman? We stepped in and have represented her all the way through the case. Okay. And what about the two men who initially asked her to do the flowers for their wedding? They have never individually sued her. They've never brought a suit against her, correct? Well, the ACLU sued on their behalf. Okay. So they have come into the case through the ACLU. Okay. And so then today's verdict mean what? It means what? So what the United States Supreme Court said was that the Washington Supreme Court got it wrong, and they vacated that decision, meaning that they removed that decision and sent the case back to the Washington State Supreme Court to do it right, and to do it right in light of Masterpiece Cake Shop case. Okay, uh, now that's, so that's, that's really interesting, because so now we have a precedent of a case that's only about two weeks old. They've only been decided two weeks ago. Yes, we do, and wonderfully so. Yes. So now that there's this marker in the sand, so to speak, this line in the sand, then a lot of other cases that are already uh, in process will sort of work their way around the Masterpiece Cake Shop case, which is surprising. Um, Indeed, that's what's going to happen. The U.S. Supreme Court in Masterpiece in a 7-2 decision said that the state of Colorado had acted with hostility toward Jack Phillips' religious beliefs. He, like Baronell, serves all people, just does not create every message, and he can't create a message that violates his religious beliefs. And the Supreme Court sent a loud and clear message that the type of hostility that he experienced both at the commission level and all the way up through the state of Colorado was inappropriate and something that really cannot be tolerated in a pluralistic society. And so that kind of hostility is the same sort of thing we're seeing from an attorney general in Washington that's willing to sue somebody without a complaint and take away everything she owns. I see. So is Arlene's Flowers still in business? It is still in business. Uh, Yes, she is. Okay. Um, So... Going back to the Supreme Court decision in Masterpiece, so we understand what the precedent is, the the Supreme Court didn't rule on the artistic freedom portion of the case, though, correct? They just, um, they voted that the state had um, had overreached in their, uh, in persecuting Masterpiece Cake for their religious viewpoint. Is that correct? Correct. The U.S. Supreme Court only ruled on the religious freedom issues, and that's not uncommon. Okay. Uh, when there's multiple constitutional issues at play, the Supreme Court of- often only rules on one of them and then doesn't reach others. And Got in it. this case, we read that as the hostility coming from the government was so severe that the Supreme Court needed to send that loud, clear message that that's just not permitted. Right. So will that so because Baronell's case was argued in the same um, in the same vein of artistic freedom, will that hurt her in any way when Washington State applies the precedent of masterpiece? No, uh, like Jack Phillips' case, Baronell's case raised both religious freedom and okay. freedom of artistic expression arguments, and both can be considered now by the court again. I see. So talk about a a liberal court, essentially, or a liberal committee shooting themselves in the foot because they let their bias shine through so brightly that now the Supreme Court has said, well, you can't do that. And so it's not only going to affect one case or two cases, but multiple cases in the near future. Yes, and there is some case law that suggests that that kind of hostility can't be easily mm-hmm. um, undone, uh, so to speak, as new people come onto a commission or as um, officials change. So it's of deep concern, and it should be to everybody. If you have a government that's going to decide what people can believe, it doesn't matter if you agree with the particular belief officials are holding right now. That's a very dangerous precedent because 
political winds change and those beliefs change, and that's why we have the First Amendment. Yeah. Kate Anderson serves as legal counsel with Alliance Defending Freedom, where she's a key member of the Center for Conscience Initiatives. Okay, Kate, so um, so step, step us forward on this. When will um, the Washington State Supreme Court take this up again? Unfortunately, I have no good answer on that. Um, we'll have to wait to seek guidance from the Washington State Supreme Court on when they can get it scheduled. I see. So, Kate, uh, just generally, were court watchers surprised by this case as they were surprised by Masterpiece? I don't think so, um, because those two cases were going up uh, one right after another, and it's not uncommon for the Supreme Court, after it's issued one decision, when it could impact another, to send that case back down for a new evaluation. I see. Okay, thanks enough for being with us. Um, Alliance Defending Freedom Online, we'd encourage you to go check it out, adflegal.org. That's adflegal.org, Alliance Defending Freedom. We've been speaking with Kate Anderson. She serves as the legal counsel with ADF. Thanks, Kate. Thank you for having me. Hey everyone, this is Ed Glover from Urban Impact with today's Man Up Minute. At Urban Impact, our desire is to see radical transformation, to see God do a great work in lives of families. And we know that it starts with holistic ministry for one child, one family, one block at a time. That's how we've taken on the north side of Pittsburgh. So why do we do this? It's because children from fatherless homes are four times more likely to be poor. 90% of homeless and runaway children are from fatherless homes. And 70% of juveniles in state-operated institutions, well, you guessed it, they come from homes where there's no father. So today, we're going to challenge you as a man to be on a mission, to help those that don't have a father, to align yourself with our Heavenly Father and His desires to work His grace out through you, that you might transform a life. Remember, all it takes is reaching one child, one family, one block at a time. I'm Ed Glover. Thanks for listening to today's Man Up Minute. For more information, visit us online at uifpgh.org. This is Mike Howard, General Sales Manager at Salem Media Pittsburgh. You've heard me recruit for salespeople for quite a while now, always looking for professionals who just have to be in the sales arena because they love the hunt for new business, have those antennas up, and just simply know how to get appointments. Well, I'm here to tell you that is still exactly what I am looking for, but not just to be in radio. Salem Media Pittsburgh truly is much more, so much so that all of our team's titles have changed to Integrated Marketing Strategist. What that means is we now incorporate everything regarding digital marketing into our daily services, from web design to social media and reputation management, plus all things digital marketing, including retargeting, Facebook, SEO and SEM, and much more. So if the sales skills I mentioned before apply to you, plus you have a knack or even experience in digital marketing sales, you definitely need to contact us. Would you do that, please? Log on to SalemMedia.com and click the Careers link and search Pittsburgh to apply. When you're a kid, Idlewild is a place full of adventures. There are rides that are just your size, treats to tickle your taste buds, and special friends like Daniel Tiger to touch your heart. When you're a grown-up, Idlewild is every bit as magical, every bit as memorable, every bit as fun. Idlewild and Soak Zone, because you love to see them smile. Right now, buy a season pass, just $59.99 online at idlewild.com. 
This is Chris Abernethy of Abernethy and Hagerman. Estate administration isn't something we do on the side. It's the heart and soul of our practice. Any attorney can write a will, but we have the experience to administer your estate plan properly to achieve the goals we all share, to protect your assets, minimize taxes, and ensure your inheritance gets to the ones you love. How you get there is specific to your situation. So let's talk. Abernethy and Hagerman, legal help that lasts a lifetime. Visit a-h.law. On this day, June 25th, 2009, Michael Jackson passed away at the age of 50. Wow. That's a long time ago. I can't believe it was that long ago. Yeah. Nine years ago. Look, when you hear that song, that's that's hot. It's it still is, hot. It's the best. Isn't it? It's the absolute. That's, I think it's my favorite of all of his songs, which is saying a lot. Really? Yeah, I love it. How about, uh, how are you with um, the Jackson 5? Oh, are you kidding I'd me? I prefer the Jackson I 5. I love, it's so hard to say what I prefer, but, yeah, but I that, love the Jackson 5. Yeah, of course. Michael Jackson is a young kid. Oh, I mean, what? He was on fire. But that's a great song. What an incredible talent. Isn't that just so tragic? I remember I was in a, I was out in California at a conference and, uh, I was in the shower and I, and I was, the, uh, my niece was with me in the hotel room. She turned it on. She came into the, into the bathroom and she said, you are never going to believe this. Hmm. Yeah. I, I don't remember. I don't have one of those moments, mm-hmm. but gone way too soon. So, Isn't it, you know, I was watching uh, something the other day with Judy Garland, which is kind of similar mm-hmm. in a way that there are people who have these singular massive talents and somehow, they are used and abused, and they fall into right. self-abuse and whatever. And that talent, that great gift from God, is just eaten alive right. and sort of like goes backwards on the person. Yeah, and then, you know, the story of Judy Garland, you feel like... Oh, it's horrific. Were, were we... Complicit? Yes. Oh, without a doubt. You know, we just wanted, we wanted someone perfect and skinny, yeah. and so that, you know, that was transferred to the industry who just put that pressure on her, and it was too much. Yeah, I mean, look, you know, that, the scenario plays out again and again and again. Anthony with, Bourdain. Yeah, with increasing Are, so, rapidity. Right. You just don't, does, does the industry just eat people up? Well, Anthony Bourdain's a different thing because Anthony Bourdain was really transparent about his addictions. And apparently, you know, uh, those big, the big beasts, the, the cocaine and the heroin, they were under control. But when you look at Anthony Bourdain, you know, and I, and I only watch this show casually, clearly Anthony Bourdain was an alcoholic. I mean, that show was centered around his drinking and, 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 his, and his good times. And so who would know that despair? But whether right. it's Michael Jackson despair or Yeah, Judy, but Michael Jackson was an addict too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Right? They all were. I mean, Judy Garland's the same oh, way. Oh, so you're saying the difference is that Anthony Bourdain was up front about yes. what his issues Michael were. Jackson, Michael Jackson, right. Was, poor Michael Jackson, you know, you know I, I, don't, I read a little bit about, you know, the emaciated, emaciated state of his body and all that. And not to be ghoulish, but that poor guy. I, I know mean, Prince. Same thing. Yep. Right? Everyone tries to hide it. And, and increasingly, it's just a, so... So out there, it's so common, I think. You know, it feels as though stardom goes hand in hand now with abuse. You know, watching Anthony Bourdain, which I did for years, I felt like his upfront, he didn't have anything to hide when it came to his issues. No. They were all out there. I mean, you'd, you'd watch the show for 30 minutes and you'd realize what an, 
what an unbelievable talent and what demons he had. They were all there for you to see. And I felt like that yeah. was his inoculation because he was just he wasn't trying to hide anything. Right. And it turned out that it he wasn't very was. much of an inoculation. No. It's absolutely tragic. I just think that's, you know, for him, you know, I'm uh, just as, you know, looking at his alcoholism, which he spoke about, there it was. It was on public display. Mm-hmm. So I, you wonder about a person's despair level. How much is enough where they finally just check out? And, of course, your heart breaks for Michael Jackson and that thing and his kids left over. I wonder how his kids are because I, I, I don't follow that at all. I don't you know? either. I'm sure people you know who no, read People you know Magazine what? on a regular basis. I like can't believe you stuff. don't read People Magazine on a regular basis. No, it's, it's disappointing I let to me. that subscription la- lapse. Yeah. Um, the, uh, there's only one time when I allow myself to buy People Magazine. And I haven't done this, I think, since oh, it's been at least a decade. But always, when I was, a, when I was like up until the age of 30, I would always buy People Magazine when I was flying in an airplane. Oh, really? <laughs> that was like your treat, you know, your rare treat. You, right, you get your muffin, and yeah. then you get your People Magazine. Right. That's just how you fly in an airplane. I wonder how they're doing circulation-wise. I bet they're not doing very well. You don't think? No, I don't think any magazine's doing no, very well. No, probably no. Yeah, I think all the print media is suffering. But, but I'm that, sure the royal wedding gave all of those things a, a gigantic financial boost. Yeah. But there are people, I mean, I knew people who subscribed to People Magazine, for better or worse, for decades. Who subscribed to it? Oh, yeah. It would come in the mail. Really? Yeah. I mean, I know people who did. Yeah, you didn't know anybody who subscribed to people magazine? No, I never. I didn't oh, know. Oh, yeah, that. sure. I mean, unless you're a dentist or you're you know, well, a hairdresser. Well, yeah, you're a ther- therapist or something. You go, right. oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, so when you were growing up yeah. in your house, you, six siblings, your mom and dad, mm-hmm. did you subscribe to periodicals? Yes. And they were? Always. Um, well, the main periodical. Oh, dar- was, oh, this is going to be good with five sisters? No, no, Don't no. Don't say oh, it was Cosmo. No. They, oh, they, they didn't subscribe to it. Oh, Cosmo was a mainstream of my family. <laughs> with five sisters? Oh, God. That was my oh. – Cosmopolitan Magazine was essentially my sex education. Oh, that's – it, it was. Shame. I mean, I, you know, as the as the next the the youngest of seven kids, that's what I grew up on, and uh, you know, hair curlers and styling gel and <laughs> herbal essence shampoo and Cosmopolitan magazine. <laughs> I was surrounded by it all. Mike, oh, please, isn't, isn't, please, it, isn't it amazing how well he's turned out? It explains know, a lot of things. It does explain. <laughs> How about that? How about that thing we talked to, and, and that guy crushed me. Uh, got, the, got that email from that guy. Oh, of our, one of our <laughs> listeners. <laughs> I'll never. Who said that you'd, you've basically been emasculated yeah, by your five sisters? Exactly right. <laughs> Whatever. You, you didn't stick up for men Listen, in general dude, in society. I lived the war. Okay, so <laughs> sit in my seat, and then you know, throw those arrows my way. What the heck? Okay, so, okay. Um, so what came to your house? Uh, Reader's Digest. Oh, I forgot about Reader's Digest. Yeah, that was always a mainstay. Okay. Which the only thing I really was interested in Reader's Digest was the jokes. Which were always funny. Yeah. They were I, good jokes. Yeah. Uh, and Time Magazine. That, that was always the, you know, those two things. Other things like my mother would get, you know, Ladies Home Journal mm-hmm. or w- whatever those other magazines, you know, the, sort of the women's. You home weren't getting your sex education from Ladies Home Journal? I was not. Okay. No, no. Yeah. Did but you that, watch Lifetime for Women? No, that that was um, that was beyond, and oh, that was okay. I grew up long past that right. or before that. Yeah, before that. Mm-hmm. How about you? So, so, Time Magazine always, Reader's Digest, Cosmo, which they didn't subscribe to, but they always bought. Right. Um, I think that was a bit, and, and Ladies Home Journal. Okay. How about right. you? Right. Uh, my family was Time Magazine also. Mm-hmm. Um, popular Mechanics. I I would get Popular Mechanics yeah. myself. I don't ever remember reading that, but that was oh, one my dad read. I love. I, I don't love remember reading it. I guess I just was convinced I was non-mechanical, was which good, I coincidentally like I'm not. I am. So yeah. 
But it was a really good guys magazine. I also liked Reader's Digest, and I remember that we got that for a while. And Reader's Digest had really good small departments. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they did. They had like the cartoon department. All their small departments were strong. Mm -hmm. And I always enjoyed that, even as a kid. Yeah. That's the kind of thing that we are completely missing. That that social – like Twitter kind of – fulfills that is that you find people who are funny yeah. and you follow them you find people who are good artists and you follow them but that but the jokes that my grandma and my mom would laugh at i laughed at reading reader's digest now there's none of that it doesn't cross generations we're so ultra specific narrow in our mindset of what we choose to look at as far as media is concerned what about incredibles three have you seen it incredibles two or two i mean yes i have okay did you like it it was okay. It wasn't as good as Incredibles 1 by any stretch. But it's the same comedy? Parents yes, and adults very much so, yes. Or, yeah. Kids and adults? It'll work, and I'd say go see it. Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Val Dior. Defense Secretary Jim Mattis says the Trump administration has chosen two military bases in Texas, Fort Bliss and Goodfellow Air Force Base, to house detained migrants. One official said unaccompanied children detained after crossing the border would be sheltered at one of the bases, and the other base would house migrant families together. Under pressure from Europe's hardening stance on migration, Algeria has abandoned more than 13,000 migrants in the Sahara Desert in the past year without food or water. They're forced to walk for miles to Niger, or Mali in the blistering sun, and some never make it out alive. Europe is pushing North African countries to head migrants off before they can cross the Mediterranean or the barrier fences with Spain and get into Europe. On Wall Street, the Dow ending down 328 to 24,253. NASDAQ down 161. S&P ending down as well 38. You're listening to SRN News. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, driven by Calusi Chevrolet, serving the Pittsburgh area for 100 years. In the good old summertime, in the good old summertime. It may sound a little corny, but it really is the good old summertime at the Springhouse in 84. The sun is shining, the cows are out on the pasture, the sweet corn is almost ready. The Springhouse produce tables are filled with freshly picked vegetables, and we're up to our elbows in ice cream. And you know what? That all makes the Springhouse a very fun place to be. Why not jump in the car right now for a country drive to 84? Come for homemade lunch or supper or just to eat ice cream and enjoy sweet country air. Be sure to take home our famous chocolate milk and baked goods. Don't forget that. We're just four miles east of Washington on Route 136, and it doesn't take long to get to us. Call 228-3339 for more directions to the Springhouse in 84. You know the moment. The homework and dishes are done. Your family responsibilities have been met. The shoes slip off, and you lay back. It's that end of day. (sighs) Ah. That's the relief you'll feel when you rest on the body-comforting orthopedic made locally at the Original Mattress Factory. Relief from middleman markups and a hard day's work. The Original Mattress Factory. Thoughtfully made. Honestly priced. OriginalMattress.com Selling mattresses the traditional way isn't the best way. Most are made in a large factory and shipped hundreds of miles to a retailer's warehouse, where the retailer then marks them up and up before finally selling and delivering them. At the Original Mattress Factory, we take a straightforward approach. 
we have eliminated the extra steps and created a direct line from our factory to you, saving you hundreds of dollars. So experience more than just a mattress store. Experience an original, the original mattress factory. Chuck Swindoll, your Bible teacher, Monday through Friday on Insight for Living. Today, I'm appealing to you. We have an enormous financial goal to reach by the 30th of June. You have my word. Every dollar you donate to Insight for Living Ministries is directly channeled into fulfilling the Great Commission. And when everyone steps up by giving something, I'm confident we will meet the operational needs here at home with plenty remaining to take Insight for Living to all the countries of the world. Can I count on you to give today? To respond to Chuck Swindoll right now, call Insight for Living at 800-772-8888. That's 800-772-8888. Or go online to insight.org. Again, that's insight.org. High pressure dominating after a comfortable evening. We'll have mainly clear skies tonight with a low of 60. Sunshine and patchy clouds tomorrow with a high of 80 degrees. We'll turn mostly cloudy and humid tomorrow night with a shower or thunderstorm late and a low of 67. Cloudy and muggy Wednesday with heavy showers and thunderstorms mainly in the afternoon. Any storm could bring flash flooding and damaging winds with a high of 79. I'm AccuWeather meteorologist Steve Travis on 101.5 Word FM. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good afternoon. Welcome to the Monday edition of The Ride Home. Thanks for coming along today. It's a very nice out there. Oh, it? it's gorgeous. Lovely. Not too hot, not too cold. It's the most perfect day in Pittsburgh. It surely it is. I'm glad that you're back, Kath. Thank After you. After a week away. Thank you. Being on the bus. I was. With the... Um, What's the official? The the Pittsburgh Girls Choir. Pittsburgh Girls Choir. It's a wonderful organization that's uh, based in the Oakland District of Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. And um, I went as a chaperone on their tour, which I do on. You've done this how many years? Is this your fifth? This is my sixth one. Sixth year. Right. You're a stalwart. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to be a chaperone. I love those girls. It It is hard, but I love those girls. Where do you sit on the bus? Um, I. That's so funny you ask. I sit in the fifth row back on the left <laughs> every single year. <laughs> you choose that why? I don't know. Just because it fits you it's well. It's like the pew in your church. Yeah. You know, this is my just, spot. This is where I go. Do you have your own? Yes. Are you occupying two seats? E- each of the chaperones oh, gets their own nice. two-seat situation because, let's be honest, chaperones. you need – look, you don't get a lot of perks being – in fact, you get zero perks yeah. being a chaperone on a trip like this. You got to take them where you can engineer them, and that's one that yeah. we've engineered. Who sits in the front seats? Uh, the funny you should ask. Uh, now, several of us have done this before. Yeah. And what's interesting is we we all do this. We all end up in the same seats. We always do. Yeah. Yeah. So our uh, our director and artistic, uh, the founder and artistic director, she sits in the front. She sits behind the driver mm-hmm. or to the right of the driver. Nope, behind the driver. Oh, I mm-hmm. like the seat, you know, to the right of the driver. Oh, really? She apparently prefers that one. Huh. Make me anxious. Does it make you anxious to be on the bus? No. Huh. Why? Why are you anxious? It just seems like it's a big vehicle moving down the road awfully fast. And it is. You know, it just I kind of go, ooh, better that guy than me. I don't want to drive a bus. 
I wouldn't want to drive a bus either, but Alan did an outstanding job. Uh, don't you? And you sort of get to know him? Very, yes, of course. Yeah. Believe it, me. Has I it been was, the same guy? Uh-huh. Same guy every year? Oh, no. No, oh, no. Okay. Well, we had, uh, we had the same guy for uh, four in a row. Wow. And then he just retired this year, and so we had Alan this year. Guy. So we, yeah. So you get to know him extremely well. Yeah. And no other guys in the bus, just the bus driver. Right. <laughs> Limited gonna, testosterone, I'll yes, tell you that. He's going to mind his P's and Q's, though, uh-huh. doesn't he? Right. Just be a yeah, good he bus was driver. wonderful. He did a great job. Fabulous. And you know what? The girls did a fabulous job. Did they? It's a lot of traveling. Um, you have to really get into the surrender mindset that you talk about so much Thank in traveling. You. As you, you get on your airplane or your bus or whatever it is, and you just surrender. You surrender you to what it is. What are you going to do? You're part of the group, right? Yep. You just go. You're going to yeah. go where they tell you to go. So how old were the girls? 12 to 18. Mm. Any drama? Mm-hmm. There was very little drama. Nice. I'm honest when I say that. Really? That's very, very good. Because you think that'd be high drama. There, it, it was an incredibly unusual group of young girls Excellent. that were mature enough to handle a lot of hard situations. Very, very nice. Yeah. That's the great thing about traveling, though, whether you're traveling as a kid or you're traveling as an adult, that you learn travel manners. Yeah. You've, you must. You have to. Right? You have to. Just, everybody has got to get along. Mm-hmm. So, so how does it work? You're driving along, and did you st- stop every place for meals, or did you pack meals? Um, so what we usually did on the long, you know, getting, we did here to southern West Virginia. Yeah. And then the next day, we did southern West Virginia to south to the bottom of South oh, you Carolina. you stopped at Beckley. I passed Beckley and thought of you. Thank I texted you. you. I said, it's the drama capital of, Was- <laughs> of uh, West Virginia. Hatfields and McCoys. Uh, it's where mm-hmm. John Hall did live theater. Yeah. One of the places you did live theater. Um, so we split it up in two days. And so on those long haul days, we would stop for lunch at a restaurant. Nice. And we would all buy because there's uh, there's nothing else you can do. But when we got into, into certain cities, you have host families that come in and you know take the girls overnight. And so usually those host families will give you a lunch for the next day. Oh, I so. see. So did you spend nights in strangers' homes? I have done that on every other tour. This is the very first time we've been hotel only as adults. As adults? Mm-hmm. So the girls went and stayed in some lovely person who would contribute their time in their home. And then all the chaperones stayed in hotels. Mm-hmm. Well, la-di-da. I know. That's super high end. Well, it really wasn't. Oh, was it? Mm-mm. Oh. No, we stayed. We decided that we stayed in either the single worst hotel we've ever been in or the second worst hotel we've ever been in. Uh, in uh, Harrisonburg, Virginia. It was absolutely, like, not acceptable. <laughs> Except that there weren't any alternatives, and so it was. Harrisonburg, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Which is a lovely town. Mm-hmm. It's, that's not a statement on the town. It's yeah. just a particular statement on this hotel, which I will hesitate to name. No. Yeah. You, that's but a, it was a, it was absolutely wretched. It uh, was this single... Uh, I'll tell you, I knew it was bad, first of all, when I walked in and smelled my room. But mm-hmm. when I got past my room and I went back, when I flicked the light switch on in the bathroom, just the just the motion of flicking the light switch caused the soap dish in the corner of the shower to <laughs> fall and break into pieces in the bathtub. Oh, that's good. Very nice. I thought that's probably uh-huh. not a good sign. My wife and kids would travel together every summer. They'd go out to the farm in Missouri, and they always talk about, well, we stayed in this hotel and that hotel. It's kind of like what they, they, they sort of relived their horrors. Mm-hmm. For, for them, the top of their list was one time they stayed in a hotel where they pulled the sheets back to go to bed, and there was an old Band-Aid in the bed. <laughs> <laughs> they, they were not happy about that so they they called down to, they called down to the front desk and they said there's an old band-aid in the bed and the uh, person at the front desk said we'll just put it in the trash <laughs> that's not an answer 
I mean, you know, sooner or later you stay in a hotel. Oh, places I've been places. Oh my gosh, places you stay around the world. Kidding me? But you know. Oh right, I'm, I'm just talking America. Oh, no, no. I'm just talking I mean, America. I mean, after the soap dish crashed down, I thought, you know what? I'm not even. What am I going? I'm not even calling about no, that. That's well, just ridiculous. Yeah. However, I had not. I had not seen a TV in the whole week, yeah. right? Because we're just way too much to do. Sure, sure. And um, I was in a hotel, and it was it was uh, we we had an alternating thing where because we had an odd number of chaperones, um, one person got to be alone, like in each different hotel. Oh. We would like rotate that. Yeah. So I had the alone night in, in the bad hotel. In the bad hotel. Oh. So and I thought I want to see some baseball scores. Yeah. So I thought I'm going to turn on the TV and just check out baseball scores. Mm-hmm. No TV. TV's dead. Uh. So I called down and I said, TV's dead. And the woman said, well, it's not dead. You just have to, you know, maybe the, the batteries are out in the remote. And I said, I, I think it's dead. So she came up. She worked on it for 10 minutes. She said, it's dead. Yes. <laughs> could you get a new room? No. No, it's just you dead. I could have, but she was like, I can put you in a new room. And I thought, you know what? I don't, at Forget this point, I don't care. Matter. I don't even care anymore. Here's the deal. The Pirates lost. Exactly. Okay, really exactly. Matter. I opened you know, I opened up my MLB app and I thought, oh, for crying out loud, thank goodness the TV was broken. Yeah. I, I need wanna, Wi-Fi. I don't even want to know what happened. No, no. You just save yourself it. a lot of trouble. Forget it. Okay, let's take a break. Come back. Yeah. Ron and Terry or Rendy are going to be with us. We're going to talk about what a hand up for working families looks like. Yeah, that's good news. Stick around. It's the Monday edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy here on Word FM. WORD. Coming up on Love Worth Finding. Adrian Rogers talks about motives for giving financially to the church. You know why we want to give? We're motivated by love. The person who gives is the person who's been captured by Calvary. Why do we give? Not to build a building, not to keep the church afloat, not for appearances, but because of Calvary's love. Get on top of your finances. Find out how with Adrian Rogers this month on Love Worth Finding. Tonight at 11 on 101.5 WORD. Now, many of you know or have worked with my friend Todd Marley at Marley Financial, and so you know that they were the first and still the best option for individual health insurance, providing both traditional and non-Obamacare plans. But did you know that now they're also offering the best group health plans in the nation? Typical savings up to 40%. Small, medium, even large groups, Marley's got you covered, giving you and your employees access to national networks where you can go to get to any hospital you want. It can be Highmark, UPMC, Mayo Clinic, even Johns Hopkins, because Marley's giving you the power to choose what's best for you and what's best for your employees. Whether they're W-2 or 1099 subcontractors, without the usual headaches of things like minimum participation or employer contributions. So give Marley Financial a call. 724-884-1496. That's 724-884-1496. And find out what it's like to work with the most innovative agency in Pennsylvania. 724-884-1496 or online at MarleyFG.com. I had been praying for God to put me in the right ministry. And when this touched my heart, it was like, this is where God would have me be because nobody's taking care of the caregivers. Meet Cynthia, a longtime volunteer with Kairos Prison Ministry. We have a whole community out there who have been isolated or ostracized because one of their loved ones has committed a crime. That's what Kairos Outside is all about. So we mentor to the ladies 20 years old and older. We prepare a weekend for them of meditation and talks and let them feel the love of God. That God still loves them. We've had mothers come in and say, my child, I haven't said my child's name out loud in so long. 
those who come through Kairos, they have a new beginning because it takes all the mantle of what has passed off of them so that they can go forward new, just like a new birth. And these ladies, when they leave, they know that they've been in the presence of the Lord. Call 412-368-6691 to become a volunteer. Kairos Prison Ministry, 412-368-6691. Just Pay Half Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh's original deal site. Go to JustPayHalfPittsburgh.com to save money now on Pittsburgh restaurants, events, and family fun activities. Just Pay Half has over 100 Pittsburgh restaurants offering half-price deals. Have delicious Italian catering from Roma Restaurant at your next event for half off. Take the kids to Statler's Fun Center in Greensburg or Laser Storm in the North Hills for half price. Get dinner and a movie at Latrobe 30 Theater and Cafe for only $11. Get all this and more at JustPayHalfPittsburgh.com. When wet weather is on the way, keep it dry inside with J&D Waterproofing. Water seepage and a sinking foundation can cause major structural damage if left untreated. Joe Belanti and the team at J&D Waterproofing have the experience to correct your water problem with over 72 years in the industry. Call the Tri-State's premier waterproofing company now at 1-800-VERY-DRY for a free estimate and big savings on all waterproofing services for a limited time. J&D Waterproofing, 1-800-VERY-DRY. Hurry, kids, we're late for school. Dance practice, move it. Um, Mom, I'm supposed to be at karate. Find out how other families have dealt with the crisis of chaos on our online parenting forum. Just go to family.org slash parenting. Focus on the family. Helping families thrive. I'm a retired school psychologist, and helping people was my thing. After my stroke, when Meals on Wheels started, I was on the other end of the stick, so to speak. My name is Julius Gaines, creative writer, poet, photographer. One in six seniors faces the threat of hunger, and millions more live in isolation. Drop off a hot meal and say a quick hello. Volunteer for Meals on Wheels by donating your lunch break at americaletsdolunch.org. This message brought to you by Meals on Wheels America and the Ad Council. Hey, welcome back. Thanks for coming along today. You know, ministry starts in odd and unusual ways. I think if you're, you know, you've been a Christian for a long time, you get to hear people's stories, you think, you did what? How? How did that even work? Well, Ron and Terry Arandi are with us, and they've got a, a ministry, uh, Bountiful Blessings, and uh, here to tell us their stories. Uh, Ron, Terry, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, pleasure. So, uh, Ron, let's go back a little bit further and talk about you, because um, uh, our producer, Mike, heard you at a men's ministry, and you were talking about working with Jay Leno many years ago. Yes, yes. I was in the stand-up comedy business for a number of years. Oh, wait, hold on one second. We had a little mic trouble. Let's slide that microphone over there. Terry, yeah, do me that. Yeah. Didn't split that for now, because somehow we're sort of suffering through. There we go. Okay, thank you. Yeah. I was in the stand-up comedy business for oh, about 11, 12 years or something like that, and then I transitioned into writing for television and and uh, writing for a bunch of other venues. And uh, I had been called into ministry back when I was 17, 18 years old, and I played the Jonah route and ran the other direction. And I, I was telling uh, Mike, your producer, I said, it, it's really funny how things work out because when you're up against God, it's like the Globetrotters playing the Washington Generals. You know, the Globetrotters always win. Yes. So 
Uh, and that's exactly what happened with me. Um, I didn't uh, do much with my call in the ministry until uh, and quite a few years ago, or, and, or quite a few years after that. And I was uh, in the comedy industry, and God was telling me things aren't quite right. This isn't quite where I want you. And uh, how was God you know, telling you that? Uh, it wasn't that my act was what you would call dirty. It was suggestive, you know. And uh, I would pray with the other comics before a show, and we'd go out and have something to eat afterwards. We weren't the party people that uh, a lot of the news media or a lot of the the hype that goes with the industry. Yeah, and. Uh, We'd exchange recipes, share stories about our families and our kids and things like that. So uh, eventually God woke me up one morning and he said, come on, come on. It's like we were at a coffee shop and he was talking real low. Come on, it's time. And I said, time for what? He said, I've been preparing you for ministry. And of course, I shared that with a couple of friends and I was completely shocked, but they weren't. <laughs> so... You know, it, it just worked out, yeah. and uh, from there I went on into uh, uh, becoming an ordained pastor. And of course, uh, during that time, my wife had got a calling. Uh, my wife Terry got a calling from from God to uh, change careers and uh, and to change jobs and to move our family from the Pittsburgh area out to central Pennsylvania. I see. So wait, so then Terry, talk to us for a second, because when you met and married Ron, he was essentially a stand-up comic. No. When I met him, he was actually the manager of the Pizza Hut. (laughs) 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 Wait, wait, while he was trying to be a stand-up comic? No. Share that story. No, now we're going back to the 70s. Okay, good. So you have to realize the standards were a little different back then. (laughs) Wait, for Pizza Hut management or for comedy? Well, for hiring. (laughs) And uh, I had walked into the Pizza Hut and applied for a job. And he said, "Well, if you go out with me, I'll I'll hire you." <laughs> wow, yeah, that is not yeah, encouraged the standards today. Standards are not right. that. Me too. Here we go. It's a yeah. slippery slope. Yeah, right. we usually don't recommend that here right. at the station. Yeah. But so that was uh, funny, funny stuff. That was how we we met, Excellent. and then we were married nine months later. No yeah, kidding. And, and it's worked yeah. out. And how many years ago was that? Forty-one. Wow. Good. That was good pizza. Yeah, it yeah. worked yeah. out well. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. So okay. So then you were on a journey together. That somehow, when you first met, would you both say that you were believers? Yeah, we were both believers. Absolutely. Uh, we were raised in different denominations, but there was no question we were both believers. I see. So, Ron, a big change for you where God's nudging you along, nudgingly along, and you said one morning, whether you know it was you know a hit over the head or whatnot, God said, "Okay, come on with me," and you were nodding your head and saying, "Okay, I, I'm going to go with you, God." That's right. Absolutely right. So that's that's what happened. There was no burning bush. There was no big. Vegas production, no James Earl Jones voice. It was yeah. just, come on, come on. I'm preparing you for ministry. I see. And so that ministry has become what? Well, uh, the ministry, Terry well, actually. Move that mic a little closer to your mouth. Okay. There. Terry right. actually got the calling uh, by God through visions to uh, come out to Central PA. Go ahead. I'll let you share that, Terry, because that's your part. Yeah. I was driving across Route 70. At that time, I was working down in Washington, PA. Yeah. And I was a supervisor for a TPA firm. And I was driving across Route 70, and I heard God say, prepare for change. I didn't really know what that was or who was. How did yeah, you hear that? I heard it in my head. Uh, and then 
it took me a few minutes to kind of put it together, but I knew it was God. And I, I said, well, okay, okay what, what, what do you want? And uh, he told me at that time I was going to get seven job interviews. Hmm. And I kind of pushed it off and like, okay. I mean, the next day I got a phone call from a headhunter out of Chicago saying that she was supposed to find me a job. And I was like, okay, uh, maybe this is for real. And the next thing I knew, I had seven job interviews hmm. over the next 60 days. And some were by phone, some were in person, uh, some were in different parts of the country. And I really didn't know which one I was supposed to take. So I asked God for a landmark. And he had given me a landmark uh, which called St. James Presbyterian Church out in Central PA. Why well, I had interviewed at that time with a company called Commercial Union. And they are now no longer there, uh, but they were a 300-year-old company. Uh, I interviewed. Initially, they said that they were going to hire someone else. And so Cindy, who was the headhunter, came back and said, well, they've selected someone else. And I said to her, well, when they change their mind, let me know, because I knew that's where God wanted Funny. me. And then I accepted a different position because I had also been offered another position here in Pittsburgh. And my job was becoming a little uncomfortable with everything that was going on. Uh, so I took the position in downtown. And two weeks after I took that position, I got a call from Commercial Union that the girl they offered the job to, her employer, had offered her a company car. So she selected to stay with them. <laughs> and then... They wanted me to come out. So they offered to move our family out there. They paid for the move. And I went out and stayed and started my job there. Uh, over that time, I was in a hotel room for a month while we were going out because we weren't familiar with that area at all. We have no family, no friends, no one out there. And so we had to learn the area. And Ron and Christy, our daughter, would come out on the weekends and start looking for apartments. And I was living in a hotel room. And I would spend every day saying to God, okay, why am I here? What is why? And God doesn't give you answers right away. Sometimes he needs to put you through some trials and testing. And so there were a number of trials and tests over the next few years. And then we ended up ultimately in a church down in Lemoyne. And shortly after we joined the church, there was a fallout where the Senate office stepped in and removed the pastor, the organist, the church secretary, and the janitor. Wow. And there were two outreach ministries in the church. One was a daycare and one was a nursery. All of them had closed shortly after we got there. And I was like, all right, this is really that those things just don't happen sure. in that combination. And so you and felt like you were supposed to fill that void? No, I didn't know. And I walked in the side door and one of the other parishioners said to me, Isn't that really a shame about the nursery? And I said, My kids are grown. You know, where is the nursery? I walked into the room where the nursery was and God said, This is where it'll begin. Hmm. And what and was what was to begin? That was the Ministry for Bountiful Blessings. I see. Okay. And so I didn't know at that time exactly what it was. So I went down into the fellowship hall and just said to them, hey, God's got plans for that room. I don't know what it is, but when I figure it out, I'll let you know. Interesting. 
And I went and spent a lot of time in that room, and God explained how bountiful blessings would work. It didn't have a name then, uh, but it was this was the program. And what was the purpose of it? It was to serve the community, to draw the community back into the church, and that the church would then be able to nurture them. We would meet their needs, and the needs we were meeting were needs that nothing else out there was was meeting. It was your non-food items, your toiletries, your personal hygiene, cleaning products, things that food stamps don't cover. Hmm. And so we found a niche, and... God laid out that this is what we're going to do is you're going to serve them with these things, but they're going to volunteer back time. They're going to say thank you for what I'm giving them. And so everyone that receives through us is required to volunteer back time in the church, the host church that is hosting this program. And then after they do their volunteer time, then they'll be able to receive the next year. Mm-hmm. And, so and how many and how long has this been in effect? 17 years we've been doing no this. No kidding. We are right now in um, Pennsylvania and Maryland. We are cleared for West Virginia. And we have distribution warehousing here in Pittsburgh and in central PA. Ron and Terry Arondia with this Bountiful Blessings, serving need-based families since 2001. So, Ron and Terry, Ron, talk about this. So there you are. You're a married couple. At various times in your married life, both of you have told us that you hear the voice of God speaking to you. Yes. And you are faithful to that. When you talk to each other about hearing the voice of God, I'm sure, Ron, you went home and said to Terry, well, God spoke to me today. And Terry, you as well, well, God spoke to me today. What's that conversation like? It's it's interesting. Uh, the first two years of Bountiful Blessings, I wasn't on board uh, with her. And, and that happens with couples is what I've come to understand is that happens with couples quite often that they're not at the same level of their faith walk and they're not at the same level of hearing God speak to them. So it's it's interesting in that respect. Uh, like I say, it took two years for me to fully come on board, and even then it was crying and screaming and kicking along the way. You, because You did not come on board because you did not believe that God was speaking or what? I was more wrapped up in some other projects that I had been working with. But it wasn't you didn't believe, Terry, that God was speaking to her. No, no. I I mean, there were times that I questioned it because some of it was pretty bizarre. But you uh, yourself but, said that God spoke to you. Yes. But that was after. That was after? The first – I got the calling first. And mm-hmm. I came – I didn't tell anyone right away because really I didn't want them to think I was crazy. And so I didn't – until I knew really what God wanted me to do that about the move out to Central PA. Did he speak about it? I didn't talk about it. So then when I came home and I explained to them that, you know, God had been talking to me. This is what's going on. I've been interviewing for jobs and we're going to Central PA. Mm -hmm. Uh, there, There was some hesitation because Ron's an only child. And his mother lived near us. His dad had passed away, see, and his yes, mom sure, really sure. didn't want him to leave. There was some hesitation into, is she crazy? Is she hearing voices? You know, there, there really was a lot of so, doubt. So what did you say? So if someone so, says to well, you, well, we, like, God I'm doesn't making, talk this, to people anymore. No, this is what happened. I said, I'm leaving. I said, God's called me to Central PA. You can stay here if you want, or you can come with me. I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. And I said, you guys decide what you want to do. And I did. I packed up everything and said, this is when I have to report there, and I'll let you guys decide. Our son was in college. 
he didn't have a clue what was going on and really he he really wasn't concerned at that point he was caught up in his own world sure uh, but you had a daughter our daughter was in high school she was a sophomore uh, over at Thomas Jefferson High School. Yeah, and Ron, w- what did you do? I mean, that was I mean, your wife comes home and she says, "I'm not leaving you for another man, but I'm leaving you for God." At first, I was I didn't believe that that what was going on, but as things started to gradually unfold, and I said, "Well, okay. All right. You know, if you're moving out to there, I'm your husband. I have to move out with you." And I said, "Could we at least wait until the end of the semester for our daughter and terry said well i'm starting at this date the semester doesn't end for another month so you two stay out here in pittsburgh and we'll uh we'll eventually meet up you come out and visit me but we'll eventually meet back up in central pa so all right so so fast forward to today and tell us about what the blessing board is now the Bountiful Blessings. Or the Bountiful Blessings, I'm yeah, sorry. That's fine. Uh, Bountiful Blessings is serving between uh, seven and 8,000 families a year. Cool. That's amazing. Uh, we have 15 locations, three of which are in Western PA, one in Munhall, one in Dravosburg, and one in the Brighton Heights section of Pittsburgh. So it's a big operation. Yes. Yes. It, it operates with about 300 to 350 volunteers. Uh, we have no paid staff, uh, and we get no government money, so we basically rely on generous donors we rely on uh suppliers and and people that do drives for us churches scout troops and things like that yeah and how does this work so need based and you're saying non-perishable things like tp or whatever right toilet paper shampoo toothpaste uh bath soap um, uh, paper towels, trash bags. So when you choose an area, is it generally word of mouth or through the church? Okay, let's let's go back. We don't pick the sites. Mm-hmm. God picks all the locations. This is God's program. This is not ours. We are volunteers for God. Okay, he picks where these locations are going to go. And, and that's done because, you know, through different circumstances, people come to us and say, we want to be a site. And a site is always a church. We're nowhere else. Mm-hmm. We create the revenue. We create the drives. But God picks where he wants to plant, where he wants us. And so we serve. That's all we do is we serve. So when you say God picks, again, now you've both told me independently that God has spoken to you. Does God say to you, Aliquippa? Here, well, here's a prime example. Uh, Terry had uh, just finished up treatments for breast cancer, and she was going to a chiropractor. And as we were pulling out of the chiropractor's parking lot, we were going past a church, and Terry slammed on the brakes. My face hit the windshield, and I said, oh, what, dear? No, that, that wasn't quite right. It was, what? And she said, God just told me that's going to be our next location. And I said, really? And she said, yes. The next morning she called that church and the pastor said, you know, I've been looking for an outreach program that's different. And within a month's uh, month's time, that was our next location. So it was really interesting uh, for that. But that's how those things tend to happen. We've had, we, had, uh, we were at a graduation party and a woman – uh, that was at that party come up to us and she started asking us questions about bountiful blessings and about two years later we get a phone call from a church in cumberland maryland 
who said this lady was involved in a church that was partnering with that particular church out in Cumberland. Hmm. And she had heard about Bountiful Blessings. They wanted to know more and possibly be a, become a Bountiful Blessings site. And that's – that's, that's how it. Uh, that's the story. That's but cool. what we have yes. found, I'm sorry. What we have found is when people fall on hard times, they give up. They give up on themselves. They give up on life, and they give up on God. So what Bountiful Blessings do is does is not only distributes product, but also gets the people to come into the church mm-hmm. to volunteer time, so that the church membership, whether it's the leadership or or people in their outreach committee or whatever, can love on them, pray with them, laugh with them, cry with them. But they're building a relationship, and that's so vital and so key yeah, in a, outreach ministry. Yes, that's very good. it creates community, and those people in turn eventually start coming to that church, whether it's just for their social events, whether it's sending their kids to vacation Bible school sure. or Sunday school or, or whatever. But we've seen 100% growth in the churches that we've been in uh, that are Bountiful Blessings wow, locations for two years or more. Ron and Terry, our time's nearly up. Tell us about the golf outing that's coming up. We just had a golf outing on May 4th. Every year on the first Saturday in May, we have a golf outing at Butler's Golf Course. This coming next May, the first weekend in May, anyone that's a golfer out there, please mark your calendar. We will be doing – it'll be number 10. It'll be our 10th golf outing out there. We've been doing it for 10 years. All the money stays here in Western PA. And it helps to buy the items that go on the shelves to help the families. So anyone that golfs, please, we'd love to have you come out. Uh, Butler's is wonderful. They've been very, very good to us. And we love the golf course. We love the the people that come out. It's fun. It's not about competition. It's just about a good time. I see. Hey, well, listen, thanks enough a lot. I, mean, I love this conversation. I love that God's speaking to you and you are faithful responding to God's call. We'll post information about Bountiful Blessings on our Facebook page and at wordfm.com. Ron awesome. and Terry, thanks enough a lot. Thank you. Thank Fabulous. you for having us. Bountiful Blessings, serving need-based families since 2001. As I said, check out our Facebook page, The Ride Home with John and Kathy, to learn more. Thanks. When you come to Kennywood, you're part of the family. So make yourself at home. Help yourself to some tasty treats. Then climb aboard with the number one blue engine and steam into our newest attraction, Thomastown. Visit Thomas and friends at their new Kennywood home, coming soon. Kennywood, a Pittsburgh tradition for 120 years. Welcome to the family. Now save up to $20 on select days at Kennywood.com. When wet weather is on the way, keep it dry inside with J&D Waterproofing. Water seepage and a sinking foundation can cause major structural damage if left untreated. Joe Belanti and the team at J&D Waterproofing have the experience to correct your water problem with over 72 years in the industry. Call the Tri-State's premier waterproofing company now at 1-800-VERY-DRY for a free estimate and big savings on all waterproofing services for a limited time. J&D Waterproofing, 1-800-VERY-DRY. The Express Employment Professionals Team sends a big congratulations to all parents of 2018 graduates. Whether your graduate has a clear vision for the future or is feeling a little uncertain about what's next, the Express Pros are here to help. 
Their Express Jobs app helps to make applying for jobs easier for those who want to get right to work. And for those who want to continue learning and building skills, their Express Learn program offers 18 CTC courses at no charge. Learn more at ExpressPros.com or call 412-494-2000. Why pay double for windows, siding, and doors? When getting estimates, make sure Windows Are Us is one of them. More than a window company, they're the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofing, siding, doors, gutters, even shutters and downstairs. You'll love their no-pressure sales approach, straightforward pricing, and fast turnaround. And their no-loophole lifetime warranty covers everything, including labor and glass breakage. Mention Word FM for an exclusive 10% discount. Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company at windowsruspittsburgh.com. High pressure dominating after a comfortable evening. We'll have mainly clear skies tonight with a low of 60 Sunshine and patchy clouds tomorrow with a high of 80 degrees. We'll turn mostly cloudy and humid tomorrow night with a shower or thunderstorm late and a low of 67. Cloudy and muggy Wednesday with heavy showers and thunderstorms mainly in the afternoon. Any storm could bring flash flooding and damaging winds with a high of 79. I'm Mackie Weather Meteorologist Steve Travis on 101.5 Word FM. So uh, it's interesting, isn't it, uh, to, to hear a story of, of, of people saying, well, well, God speaks to me. And, and you know, the, the truth is, if you're, if you're not a believer and you would hear someone say that, you'd have to think, well, they're nuts. How, how does that even working? Is that mm-hmm. really true? Is God actually speaking to you? Mm-hmm. Because, right, I think what you're saying is right, Kath. People say, there's no way. Right. But has God spoken to you? I mean, yeah, I would say that God has spoken to me, but there are very, I mean, I can only think of two times in my whole life that I've, I think I've heard something. Yeah. I mean, I think that God has spoken to me through various other chants. I mean, then I think it's important to say that if you feel like God has spoken to you, you need to verify that with what's in the scripture. And if the scripture is saying something different (laughs) and it's conflicting, then I think you're hearing the wrong thing. I think that's why we have God. That's why we have the Bible, so that we can use it. Right. We can say, "Okay, am I here to verify the truth?" Right. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, if someone tells you something, you might not believe them. You're going to say, "Well, I think I, I just would need to ask somebody else and, like, you know, check and see if you're right." Yeah. So, so you've heard God speak. I mean, only two time, only two times that I can well, think of. I mean, I can say that you know, I, I've talked talked to you about this before. That you know, one time I was alone by myself, and all I heard was God say my name. Hmm. But it was unmistakable, and I knew, and I wasn't crazy, I wasn't drunk, I wasn't, you know, untoward. But I heard that mm-hmm. as though it was clear as day. But I've never heard God say to me. Okay, but let me let me ask you. Okay, go ahead. You've, you've but never I've, heard I've God, never heard say, God to say to me, John, do this. Right. No, I never have either. No, but I don't discount that. No, for, I don't either. The people say that. I don't either. That this is happening. I think. I think our individual personalities come into that. I think. Um, you know, God spoke to different people in the scriptures in different ways, so why wouldn't he speak to us in different ways, yeah. right? What about, um, have you ever felt like that you were supposed to take a particular direction in something? Yes. Okay. Yes, I felt the, not the voice of God, but the the leaning of right, you God kind of think, on my life. So, would, so you would say, I think, 
How would you say that? If someone asked you, would you say, I think God wants me to do this, or I just, I feel like maybe this is something I should look at? I'm, I'm hesitant, I'm always, I'm sometimes hesitant to say, I'm always hesitant. To, to just, say it out loud. Well, to say, this is what God wants me to do, because I'm always so, uh, I, I, I don't want to put too much of myself in that equation. So I don't want to hear what I am thinking I should do and then attribute that to God. Right. I mean, I always think of, um, whenever we talk about things like this, I always think about um, the contemporary uh, Christian music artist, the guy named Bebo Norman. Right, right. And I remember I spoke to Bebo Norman years ago. And he said to me, John, if I had a nickel for every time that a young woman walked up to me and said, God told me I was going to marry you, I'd be a millionaire. And <laughs> Making sure- more money than he was making in his career. Right. And, and so I, I get that, right? That you right. you believe that God is, is speaking to you. but That's why the verification, I think, is really important. We had a guest on years ago who said um, – that there were several different things that you needed to do if you felt like God was speaking to you. Yes, One was yes. to verify it in the scripture. The other was to verify it with people who know you. Mm-hmm. People who... In your circles. Right. People who know who you are and are able to say, yeah, that seems like something that is consistent with your gifting or it, that does not seem like it's consistent at Although, all. Although, I mean, I mean, when you read the Bible, God has spoken to people and right. you think, mm-hmm. how can that even be? Well, I'm not saying it can't be. I'm just saying that that how that, do you verify? Yeah, how, how, how do you verify it? Because sometimes it's hard to know. I am a much louder voice in my own head oh. than God is. I mean, <laughs> yes, that's why I'm so sadly so. I'm yes, the same way. that's why I'm so you know hesitant to say this but is I, what God told me to do. I mean, I appreciate that obedience. So do, so do I. When you hear that story. I know, you that, say that, you know, that's what I heard and that's what I'm doing. And that's what they're doing. Right. I mean, after and 2001. Look, and look at that. I mean, it's it, look how many families that they have served in that organization for that many years. Yeah. It's I mean, fabulous. It, I just think that our, how we all, he, he, quote unquote, hear from God is, is incredibly interesting. I think so. I mean- and to think about that couple, a married couple, and they're both hearing God's call to them at separate times, but they've come together to form a ministry. And then to hear, you know, Ron say, well, we were driving out of a parking lot and, you know, and she slams on the brakes. I mean, if it was me and my wife, we would not agree on that. Mm-hmm. You know, right, I, right, I would yeah, go, yeah. wait a second. I'm not so. Yeah, but here's the thing he had seen in her yes. over the years. Uh, God's call and her faithfulness. And and her faithfulness, and it really came through. So it was like, it was, you know, I'm looking, I'm asking for proof. I'm just taking data, and I'm just seeing that it's pointing to a certain thing, so I think I'm going to have to go with her on that. Yeah. It's fascinating. It really is. Let's take a quick break. uh, We'll stick around for just a few minutes. It's The Ride Home with John and Kathy here on a Monday afternoon. Be right back. Traffic. It is what it is. Installed cars on the Kennedy Expressway. Missed concerts, football games, lots of cold dinners, and cold shoulders from Cindy. How much longer do I have to do this? Kids miss me. Cindy misses me. Our marriage is missing me. With a financial strategy from Kurt Knodek. There he was on the radio again. Kurt Knodek. sooner than they planned. Yeah, retire sooner. So I called Kurt. We just talked about life family it felt right then come to find out 
Kurt's personalized retirement planning showed me retirement wasn't as far off as I thought. Now the only thing I'm missing is the traffic. Let's talk. Accurate Solutions Group. 412-515-3355. That's 412-515-3355. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC, and Accurate Investment Solutions, Inc. We've all got places to go, from work to play. Morning to night, it's go, 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 and then go some more. We go for music, movies, workouts, and checkouts. It's quite the busy little schedule we've got going. And we need something to keep up with it all, to keep up with life on the go. That's where Valero top-tier certified quality fuel comes in. It keeps your engine running cleaner, better, and longer. So you can get right back to going. Find a station near you at ValeroCleanGas.com. When you're a kid, Idlewild is a place full of adventures. There are rides that are just your size, treats to tickle your taste buds, and special friends like Daniel Tiger to touch your heart. When you're a grown-up, Idlewild is every bit as magical, every bit as memorable, every bit as fun. Idlewild and Soak Zone, because you love to see them smile. Save up to $18 on select days when you buy online at Idlewild.com. The Landing is one of the newest and hottest places for families. Owned and operated by Impact Christian Church, the Landing Community Center in Moon Township is absolutely free. No membership needed. With an indoor turf field, gymnasium, kids' play area, meeting rooms, and great food at our cafe, we have something for everyone. Give your kids a play day without hurting your wallet. This is our gift to you. And we have great rates for your private rental needs. Check us out online at impactthelanding.com. Hey, welcome back. Thanks for coming along today. The Monday edition is gorgeous day. Okay, so you've been gone for a week or so. Uh, how's your media diet? Well, since I was in a tour bus, <clears throat> uh, one of six chaperones with 21 girls between the ages of 12 and 18, not very good. Wait, so you could never like check out and put some Netflix on your phone? I can't really watch something in a bus. Oh. It's kind of an, I, I just can't do it. I live for that. Do you really? Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. I did read three books. I felt good oh, about that. Oh, no, see, you're even better. Well, it's not better. It's just different. Yeah. Hmm. Why? Did you watch things while I was gone? Well, you know what? I saw a film while you were gone that I was hotly anticipating. And I this is a weird disconnect for me. So the film is called First Reform. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I heard a lot about that film. Yeah, yeah. And I've been, you know, I've been gently sort of like reading it out of the corner of my eye because as you know i don't want to go in and i don't want to know anything, anything right about so i don't want to read a review i don't want to know all i read was that this is a film about a pastor who was suffering a crisis of faith and every person that i'd read three or four different reviews said this is by far the best film of the year so far so i was like wait a second it's about spirituality it's about organized religion and it's the movies these are all hot button issues Mm -hmm. for me so i went last week um thursday night with my wife and i was crushingly disappointed really yes tell me and she was the same way we have generally the same take on films we do which i really appreciate because then afterwards we can always sort of break it down and we were just dumbfounded by what we saw and then, so as we always do, uh, we go like, we go and read the reviews after the fact because 
you know, when you're in agreement, you know, when you love a film, you kind of like want to like stew in the mm-hmm. in the joy of it. Mm-hmm. When you're in disagreement, you kind of go, well. So with this film, this is the first time in a long time I was completely and totally at opposite odds of what the reviewers were saying, because what their experience was was not my experience, and. This is a, like a major filmmaker. This is Paul Schrader who made this film. So I was like, I wanted to be in lockstep with this and enjoy this. It was bizarre. Why? I mean, I don't know if you want to give it away or is it, you know, are there spoilers here that you should not? Well, I, get, I mean, you know, the only thing I would say, no, and I would say this, after having gone and watched the film and being disappointed and not getting it and being disappointed in myself, I want to see it again because I want to think, what did I miss that everybody thought was like? Well, fabulous? not everybody felt that way because there was se- funny. You should bring it up. I read several reviewers on Twitter who had just seen it this week and were similarly disappointed. Oh, good. Because I'm like, now they were not. They are both columnists, though they are not film reviewers. That's not their job. Yeah, but they just went. They like movies. They like movies, and neither one of them liked it at all. I was watching this movie. Why? You, so it wasn't a compelling story. No, or? it was a very compelling story, but. Um, uh, this has happened to me twice in the last year where um, I'd see a movie and like halfway through the film with this film, halfway through the film, I was like, this is a very interesting story and I'm, 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 ch- I'm moving along well. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue, it makes a hard right hand turn and I go, what the heck just mm-hmm. happened there? I don't get that. And this movie did it several times. Um, the Daniel Day-Lewis film where he was oh, playing a dressmaker. Yes, the, the dressmaker, right. I watched that film and I was like three quarters of the way filmed. It looked so beautiful. I was Visually, it looked so gorgeous. And then it made a right-hand turn where, that involved a murder. And I'm like, where did this crazy thing come from? In many ways, this is what happened with this first Reformed. Hmm. I don't get it. Acting? It's fine. Ethan Hawke was good. He was. It was excellent. Okay. And it was a fr- Production? Fine, all the way, and how they, how they um, talked about the church and intersected with the church and the people at worship. Um, I, I thought it was very interesting, but it just it turned nutty. This is not even a spoiler. It turned nutty because it turned on an environmentalist worldview that. Which I see that, which I thought was interesting, but then it turned crazy where a parishioner came to the pre, came to the pastor and said, my deceased husband and I used to do this thing called day tripping where we would smoke a joint and then we would lay on top of each other and look in each other's eyes and go off on this thing. And the pastor said, well, that sounds interesting. You want to do that? And I thought, wait a second. <laughs> what? No pastor <laughs> that I know what? would consent to that. <laughs> wait, so he's going to lay on the guy and they're going to look at each other's eyes and see what happens? It was a woman. Come on. Yeah. And I thought, that's not happening. That's really not going to happen. Is- and it did. And he was like, and like, he, he was like a serious, studious guy. Like, that's what's, that's what, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. I don't, that never happened with any pastor <laughs> that I talked to. I wouldn't even bring it up. You're kind of embarrassed. You should ask your pastor and just see what he says. Anyway, first reformed with Ethan Hawke, who I think is an interesting guy, interesting actor. I don't want to look into his eyes, I'll I'm, tell you that. I mean, go into the movie and if you're adventuresome, take it at your own peril. 
Life doesn't stop on the weekends and neither do you. So we understand that it can be hard to find the time to shop for a mattress. This is Robin Trzinski of the Original Mattress Factory, and we have a completely new website designed to help you simplify the mattress shopping experience. Check out our products, view our prices, and even place an order for pickup, local delivery, or to have it shipped outside of our delivery area. Just visit OriginalMattress.com and find a thoughtfully made, honestly priced mattress of your own. The Original Mattress Factory. Great beds, no bull. Just Pay Half Pittsburgh is Pittsburgh's original deal site. Go to JustPayHalfPittsburgh.com to save money now on Pittsburgh restaurants, events, and family fun activities. Just Pay Half has over 100 Pittsburgh restaurants offering half-price deals. Have delicious Italian catering from Roma Restaurant at your next event for half off. Take the kids to Statler's Fun Center in Greensburg or Laser Storm in the North Hills for half price. Get dinner and a movie at Latrobe 30 Theater and Cafe for only $11. Get all this and more at Just Pay Half Pittsburgh. Isn't crushing candy just boring? Play the hit puzzle game Best Fiends. It's sweeping the nation. Tired of matching candies? Give Best Fiends a try. It's fun, fresh, and addictive whether you play alone or with friends and family. Download Best Fiends for free in the App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. So over the weekend, Kath posted on our Facebook page, the intersections of the city of Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, if you've, if you've driven for any number of years around Pittsburgh, you come to some intersections and you think, what is really going on I here? mean, it's just, it, it, if you, first of all, if you've seen it, you know what, what I'm talking about. If not, you should go onto Facebook, The Ride Home it's with like John and Kathy, and look at it. It's like a poster. But the, they're famous intersections in Pittsburgh, and they're actually diagrammed from the air. Yeah. So you can kind of see what they are. <laughs> Some of them are so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, this is Grant, First, Second, and Boulevard of the Allies. When you see that from the air, you yeah. think, how did that ever evolve? Well, it evolved over time, and that's I know, the problem. right, right. That is, that is part of the problem. Or Liberty, um, Maine, and the Bloomfield Bridge. Oh, I yeah. Mean, that's, I, just a, that's my old neighborhood. That's I know just, that. Right. That's yeah. just a big mess. Or um, Brighton Road... I love this one. California Avenue, mm-hmm. Charles and McCullough. That's just like, or uh, Arlington and McArdle. That's a crazy one. Yeah. Someone else brought up one that wasn't on here, um, which is in the North Hills, Duncan Avenue and Ferguson Road and um, Thompson Run. It's like the most inane thing. You can't, no one can, it's like a five way stop and no one can figure out whose turn it is. So when you, I think about this often, when you come to an intersection like that, are you more aggressive or do you st- hang back a little bit? <laughs> I think I know the answer. And I think we're pretty – I think probably all three of us are similar. Someone has to step out. I'm doing that myself. <laughs> I'm leading the way with a flag. <laughs> and what does your wife do? She will wait until the last person my hus- on earth. My husband could let 16 people go Mine ahead too. of Mine too. My I wife mean, would just go. Just, no, no, you go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. No, no, I'm no. sure. I'm sure it wasn't my turn. I pull up and I go. I look <laughs> left. I look right. And I'm going. I'm going. The worst is when people stop in the middle of the intersection. intersection. Yeah. Just go. I know. Right or stay. Well, yeah. how, how about when you get someone who all of a sudden they're like the cop and they're waving at everybody? Right. No, no. You, you go, go for. No, you go for. You know what? I'm, right. And then people go at the same time. Right? And then we almost run into each other. And then they're looking at you like. What? Yeah. Or people apologize. Oh, I'm so sorry. Forgive me. There's all this weird psychological trauma that goes on at bad intersections. How about Route 51 and Route 88? Oh, yeah. I know I that. mean, that is like... Spaghetti. It is like spaghetti. spaghetti. Mm-hmm. 
How about um, in Oakland? If you think about Bates Street, Bates coming into the where the Boulevard of the Allies is. Yep, yep. So you've got Bates on one side. You've got Coltart coming from the right. You've got Zulima on the left. It's no one knows when to go. No. So I guess the – what do they call those people if you're not – A traffic not, cop? No, you're not a civil engineer, but you're a tra- – is it a traffic – I mean – I think you're a civil designs, engineer. A civil I think engineer? civil engineers do that. Because that – especially in an old city, which, you know, most of these roadways have been in place long before there were cars, and then they just lay over that on top of that. Murray Avenue. Forward Avenue. Oh, yeah. And Pocusset. Mm-hmm. No That's one knows. Crazy... No one knows where to go. No. I mean, how many wrecks are at that intersection? Right. Right by so, the get-go. Sometimes you see tow trucks just waiting, right? Waiting right, because you think, but well, this is going to be an easy get for me. The ride home with John and Kathy, a production of Word FM and Salem Communications. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.